Annyeonghaseyo! Welcome to Hallyu, Ali with you, a podcast made for Hallyu fans old and new. I'm your host, Ali Santos, and for this episode, I will be talking about hometown cha-cha-cha. I'm pretty sure you've heard a lot about this K-drama since it's well-received by the public, a lot of people have been raving about it on social media, and it's actually one of the highest-rated shows on cable in Korean television history. The drama is finished, by the way, if you didn't know. The final episode premiered last Sunday, October 17th. And having watched all of the episodes, having watched the whole show, I can say that it certainly lives up to the hype. Actually, it exceeded my expectations for the whole show. Since this podcast is about hometown cha-cha-cha, or homcha as people would like to call it, I will be splitting this podcast into two parts, where the first part, I will be talking about who produced the drama, who was the producer, the writer, and then the main cast, and then the synopsis of the drama. And for the second half of this podcast, I will be talking about some thoughts I had while watching the drama, the stories of the characters, and the themes and issues that were tackled in the drama. As I mentioned earlier, I've already watched Homcha, and I'm saying it now that I will be mentioning some events that happened. So yes, this is a spoiler warning. There will be spoilers. So Hometown Cha Cha Cha, or again Homcha, is the English title, while in Korean it's Get Maul Cha Cha Cha, which is actually short for Get Kainen Maul, which means Seaside Village. So the Korean title Getmal Cha 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 means Seaside Village Cha Cha Cha, which refers to Gongjin, which is the setting and that is where the drama takes place. Aside from Seoul, there are parts in Seoul. It's a romantic comedy, I'd say, but mostly slice of life. And it's very heartwarming. I could compare it to the Reply series, but Homcha feels more refreshing, I think. Like, I would say it feels more refreshing. Homcha was developed by TVN and Studio Dragon, which also produced Legend of the Blue Sea, Love Alarm, Crash Landing on You, Doom at Your Service, and Kingdom, Ashin of the North, to name a few. Homcha is actually a remake of a 2004 film called Mr. Handy, Mr. Hong by Kang Sokbom and Shin Jung-gu. The drama was written by Shin Haun, who was also a screenwriter for The Crowned Clown, Drama Stage, and Argon, while Yu Jae-won directed the drama. He also directed Hi by Mama, Abyss, 100 Million Stars from the Sky, Tomorrow with You, Oh My Ghost, and High School King of Sabi, which are really nice dramas. Moving on to the cast, Humcha stars Shin Min-ah, who you might know from My Girlfriend is a Gumiho, Oh My Venus, and Tomorrow With You. You might also know her because she is also in a relationship with fellow actor Kim Woo-bin. You know Kim Woo-bin from Uncontrollably Fond. Anyway, we have Shin Min-ah. And the next main cast member is Kim Son-ha, who first started acting in theater. Then he had his small screen debut with Good Manager. He was also in Strongest Delivery Man, 100 Days My Prince, and Welcome to Waikiki 2. 
but you might know him best as Han Ji Pyong from Startup with Bae Suzy and Nam Joo Hyuk. Kim Son Ha is also a cast member on Two Days One Night, which is a reality variety show that I really recommend watching. The last but not the least for the main cast members, we have Lee Sang Yi, who is also known to be a musical actor and singer. He was in Andante, you know the drama with Exo Kai, Prison Playbook, When the Camellia Blooms, and Youth of May, to name a few. He is also a member of MSG Wannabe, which is a supergroup formed on the show Hangout With You, which is hosted by Yu Jae Suk. And their songs actually charted really well. I remember watching a few music shows with them on, and the songs are really good. The supporting cast members in Homcha are also well known, and you may have seen them from other K-dramas. But there are just so many cast members, you know, I can't name all of them, but I will be talking more about their character in the second half of this podcast. About the casting, I could not have asked for a better cast. They all, they all fit so well with their characters, it's insane. I never knew I needed Kim Sonho and Shin Mina as a pair, but Wow, their chemistry is unmatched. Like, there are sparks everywhere. I never knew I needed Shin Mina and Kim Son Ho as a couple together in a drama until now, until Homcha. As for the other characters, they couldn't have picked better cast members than them. Like, everything was brought to life by the actors, so they just fit well. Okay. From this point on, I'll be talking about the synopsis of the drama first and some parts that were in episode 1. So, Homcha is about dentist Yoon Hye Jin, which is played by Shin Mina, who quits her job in Seoul because her boss was milking money from all of their patients in the clinic. And Yoon Hye Jin wasn't having any of it. It wasn't right and it didn't sit well with her because of the oath that they took as doctors. She visits Gongjin to remember her late mother since they have visited the beach there when she was little and it was actually her mother's birthday so she wanted to remember her. So she spends time at the beach just thinking, reflecting, you know. And when she decides it's time to leave Gongjin, I have to go back to Seoul, that's when a series of unfortunate events and mishaps happen. It's like the universe was telling her, no, you can't leave. This is where you're supposed to be. You're going to stay. You're staying. Because she lost her shoes. She lost her shoes in the beach. The seas swept them away. And those shoes were expensive. Those were the expensive shoes that she wanted to buy. So she got them. And then after that, she wanted to get coffee. But she didn't have money to pay because... Suddenly, all ATMs and cards won't work, so she couldn't even withdraw money to pay. And then, when she was about to leave for real, when she could leave for real now, her car wouldn't start up. So, what is she supposed to do? So, she had to spend the night in Gongjin. And when she finally gets to leave Gongjin, she turns back and she decides, yep, I'm going to move to Gongjin, I'm going to stay here, I'm going to open a clinic. This is my life now, I'm going to stay here. She was set for that. 
Mind you, Yoon Hyejin is a type A person. She likes to have everything planned. She thinks ahead. She's a bit of an uppity person, you know? She likes to do things a certain way and I think I do think she's a bit introverted. She doesn't interact well with people at first unless she gets to know them, unless they get to know her. And the theme for Yoon Hyejin for the first few episodes was like she thinks she's better than everyone else. I think it was also a learning curve for her since she moved Gongjin from Seoul and everything's different. So I bet she was just having some adjusting issues or something. I do not want I would not want to judge her, you know. Anyway, so when she decided to open a clinic, she had to go meet up with a real estate agent, right? And that's when she officially meets Hong Banjang or Chief Hong or Hong Dusik, who is a local of Gongjin and he is a jack of all trades and helps out everyone in the village. And he's like a son or grandson to everyone in the village. And he is the treasure of Gongjin, I would say. So I said officially meets him when she decides to open up a clinic because throughout her day throughout the day that she was stuck in Gongjin their paths would always cross like he was the one who helped her when she lost her shoes and he also helped her with her money issue and then with staying the night and also helped her with her car so it's so weird right like what are the chances what are the odds wow so much coincidences right so yeah that's basically what happened in the first episode and i'm not gonna do a whole retelling of the episode and every episode after that by the way i'm just going to voice my thoughts and opinions about some of the plots and happenings and you know what i liked about them earlier i said that Hongcha has exceeded my expectations and it really did now it's one of my top favorite k-dramas maybe in the top five areas i haven't actually ranked all of the k-dramas that i've watched but it's around there it's around that area the way Hongcha was made the production the casting the writing and especially the ost the original soundtrack they all fit together really well they go together well everything is just well done the songs perfectly fit the vibe of the drama like i have listened to the ost on loop and it's just so good you know it just brings me in a good mood la 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 romantic sunday like it's so good one thing i really love and respect about Tongcha is that it showed how hard it is to live as a woman because of incidents that happened in the drama like one incident with that pervert patient who harassed Misson and when Chohi got really drunk and then a guy a pervert kidnapper tried to take her and when that same uh, pervert kidnapper was armed and he broke into Hyejin's house and tried to harm her. Those are 
really scary incidents and they actually happen in real life. And it's really tough because most people would say, oh, take care, you know, you should take extra care. People would tell that to women when it's not their fault. I mean, as a woman, why do we have to have that burden when people can just educate and stop these people who are doing that, you know? There is so much burden being put on women. It's also when Yoon Kyung was pregnant and her husband wasn't doing much to help her and she was unhappy like she's pregnant and she didn't feel like she was being cared for and it was tough watching that. The pain that she was going through is something that pregnant mothers do go through. It's not just the hormones, it's just everything is changing for them. Everything is happening so fast. So the people around them should be more caring and more understanding. Oh, actually, I just remembered that there was this discourse that was happening with a quote-unquote dancel in distress trope happening in Homcha because some people were not happy. They weren't happy with Yoon Hyejin being saved by by Hong Banjang all the time and they did not like it. They were like, why is she always in trouble and why does he have to go save her? Personally, I don't have a problem with the quote-unquote damsel in distress trope because it's actually realistic. The drama portrayed it in a very realistic way because if you were in danger, would you have been able to react in the way that you think you would? Would you not freeze? Would you not be scared? It's very scary and with the harassment that happened to Misson, would you have been able to talk about it to someone without being scared, without being afraid? Would you have been able to speak up? Like, there are so many people who shame the victim and blame the victim and there are people who will not believe your story. So. Everything is realistic for me and I don't see why people would have a problem with the trope when it portrays everything really well in my opinion. Hongcha actually highlights a lot of different issues per character and told their personal struggles well. There was this one episode where Hua Jong told Hyejin and I quote, What may be easy for one person can be something difficult for another. As a whole, Hongcha is about making peace with yourself or making peace in your life. One of the main themes in Hongcha is grief. And it doesn't always have to be grieving over a loved one that has passed away. Grieving could also be for dreams that have just stayed dreams. Love that was not returned, you know, one-sided love. And for apologies or explanations that you never got those experiences could also cause grief to a person. Oyun or Chunje was still holding on to his past as a number two ranking singer, but towards the end of the drama, he kind of toned down from his dream. I guess he was prioritizing on the now, like he was prioritizing his daughter, Juri, and his business with the coffee shop. But at the end of the drama, he received the call to go on Sugar People. So I think it was more of letting go in order for it to manifest in your life and i'm glad that he didn't fully let go of his dream because sometimes things just take time 
With Hwajong and Yeonggook, Hongcha gave us a glimpse of how divorce affects a couple and their children or their child. In this case, it was their son, Ijun, and he longed for his family to be whole again. Hwajong never told Yeonggook the reason for their divorce, and it was obvious that both of them still deeply cared for each other. That's why they soon reconciled and they were making things work for them to be together again. As I said earlier, grieving can also apply to someone experiencing the pain of being in a one-sided love, which was seen through director Ji or Sokhyung, writer Wang, and Cho Hee. In the drama, it was revealed that Cho Hee is a member of the LGBTQ community and that she used to like Hua Jong. It was painful to see the scene where her mother visited her in Gongjin and was asking her to come home, but she might be put in a mental institution by her own brother because of the way she is acting or living. And a lot of people who identify as LGBTQ experience this same treatment, sometimes even worse, just for being true to themselves. For grieving over a lost loved one, we saw Namsuk's story with her late daughter who passed away due to an illness. She was able to get back on her feet with the help of the locals and has been coping by making donations to charities in her daughter's name. Dusik's story was also heavy to digest because, I mean, apart from him being one of the main characters, he's lost so much and he was being blamed by the people around him. So he continued to carry the blame and the guilt for years. So he wasn't really able to mourn over the people he loved. I don't have anything more to say about Dusik's story except that it wasn't his fault. The last event that tackled grief in Homcha was when Gamri Halmoni suddenly passed away in her sleep. I can't say I didn't see it coming, but I still cried my eyes out. She was an important person in Gongjin, and it was so sad because I just thought it would have been nice for her to see, for her to know, you know, for, for her to be there when Hejin and Dusik announced that they were getting married, and it would have been nice to see her during the wedding ceremony. But, you know, life doesn't happen as planned, so it's okay. In the last episode, I like how both of them had proposals ready. It was very much like of their characters to do so, you know? Like, you would really picture Hyejin and Dushik to do that. I thought it was sweet that Hyejin thought of getting shoes for Dushik to represent their first meeting in Gongjin as adults. And I'm saying in Gongjin as adults because throughout their lives so far, they had so many chance encounters and that's the universe trying to put them together. So they're literally destined for each other. So it's just, you know, it's just so romantic to me. And to add, the shoes would also represent Dushik not being alone anymore or lonely anymore. So that was really sweet because, you know, Dusik has been living alone for most of his life. 
Perdusik's proposal, in my opinion, what makes it even more sweeter is the fact that he worked hard. He worked so hard. He even said, I think it was 637 hours. 637 hours with the goal of getting Hyejin that necklace back. Because, right, she sold the first one. She sold the one she bought before. And I think he went with the necklace rather than opting to get her a ring. Because, one, it's something he knows that Hyejin likes. And he knows that she doesn't have anything like it. She doesn't have that necklace. Two, he made the necklace holder for that specific necklace. And lastly, the third reason, I also think it's because Hyejin is a dentist. And she can't wear rings when she's working, you know? I think she's allowed to wear necklaces. Like, I don't recall her wearing any jewelry when she's in her scrubs, apart from her earrings, but I think she was wearing a necklace before. I don't think there was a stone left unturned, you know, I think everything ended well. We can leave this drama as is. Of course, I would have loved to see more of what happens next. Like, I would have loved to see the wedding and their life after they were wed but actually with the way the drama ended i'm i'm set like i don't need a season two you know it just feels that way for me i'm just sad that it ended and i have no more hometown cha 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 content to watch other than the behind the scenes footage that they have or i hope they come out with a variety show it would have been nice if they had like a game caterers episode but it's okay i know they're all pretty busy the ending was perfect for me because it captures hyejin's and dushik's life in gongjin and i think it implies that even when they're married you know things in gongjin will stay the same because they love gongjin gongjin loves them and they're needed by gongjin the same way that they need gongjin you know with the way it ended, it doesn't need a season 2. But if I had to add something, I wish there was like a time skip or a montage where we saw photos from their wedding and then after their wedding, how their life in Gongjin is now. And like maybe in the montage, maybe like some funny photos with Hyejin's dad and Dushik, you know, because of their chemistry. That would have been fun. That would have been nice to see, you know? So those are my thoughts on Hometown Cha 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 and I'm really sad to let go of this drama which is why I'm actually thinking if I should go get the OST album or the photo essay or the two script books because they're for pre-order right now. So yeah. Overall, Hometown Cha 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 is a beautifully shot and written drama. It's heartwarming, it's healing, it feels like a hug. It's refreshing to watch too. It could be because they're located by the sea, so the scenery is beautiful. Or it could be because of the original soundtrack, because it sets the mood. Or it could be because the cast really brought the characters to life. I hope you enjoyed listening to my thoughts on Hometown Cha 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 and just looking back at this wonderful drama. Don't forget to rate this episode and follow us on Instagram at 
h.ali.u where you can also share with us your thoughts on this episode and on Homcha. Thank you so much for joining me today and I'll see you on the next episode. Jikum kaji! Aliyem nida! Kamsam nida! Annyeonghaseyo!